You're listening to the Bev Moore Show, broadcasting on the iHeart Network worldwide. I would like to welcome former sports anchor and award-winning sports journalist, Brooke Bentley. She's the author of Sideline Confidential, a behind-the-scenes peek at the obstacles and double standards facing women in the male-dominated space of sports journalism. Welcome to the show, Brooke. Thank you, Bev. I'm so happy to be here. And I have to say, I know we're just meeting for the first time, but you feel very familiar because my mother's name is Beverly and she goes by Bev. And I went to school in North Carolina. (laughs) So, I mean, I just feel like we already know each other. (laughs) I do, too. I feel the same way. North Carolina is a wonderful state. And just to know that you're familiar with North Carolina just, just makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. So so that's great. I'm so glad we've met. And to know that your mom is named Beverly, that's a rare name, you know. It is a rare name. And I saw your name come up and I started reading about you. And I have, <laughs> I don't know that many Beverly's. And this just feels like kismet. I mean, we, I have to be on her show. <laughs> so I'm so glad this worked out. I know, me too, and and we're going to have a great interview, and I cannot wait to hear all about your story. So let's start off with, you know, Brooke, you're a former television anchor and award-winning sports reporter who also happens to be the niece of country superstar Dirk Bentley. You spent two years working for the Houston Texans as a media personality, and over a decade working in sports journalism. This is where you got familiar with the toxicity of sports culture. Let's start from there. That's right. Well, you know, Bev, I'm going to take us even farther back because as a little girl, I I grew up playing sports. I loved volleyball in particular. Um, but I would go to lots of sporting events with my parents and my sisters, and I was a really big Houston Rockets fan. And I remember being at a game and seeing Lisa Malowski, who was a local anchor. She was one of the few female sports anchors in Texas, and she walked across the basketball court, and I looked at my dad, and I said, that is who I want to be when I grow up. I want to be her. And I had that dream. And um, I went off to college in North Carolina to Davidson, and I played volleyball there. And I thought, well, maybe I should take a more practical route. Maybe I should be an attorney. And so after college, I worked as an attorney for a year. I actually, I worked at a law firm for an attorney and as a paralegal. And I really didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. And I thought, no, my dream is still to be in sports journalism. So I ended up uh, moving to Los Angeles. And I went to USC Journalism School for graduate school, and right out of school, I got a job with the Houston Texans in their media department, and I really, I mean, it was an incredible feat to get that job, being so young, and the Texans were doing what other NFL teams had already done and started doing, it's bring their media in-house, so they could own the rights to their radio broadcast or different television shows and then sell the advertising, and they needed someone to be the face of that and get that going, and so that's that's why I was hired, and um, but I was just in over my head. 
I was young and I was with a lot of big egos and very powerful people. And I really, um, I was so excited to have the job. It was a big deal. But I also didn't really know how to navigate all of that. And so as things would happen to me, I would think maybe one day I'm going to put this in a book. And I just filed away those stories. And that, that really was the inspiration for my novel that just came out, Sideline Confidential. Oh, my gosh, that's incredible. Well, I've got a story to tell you. Yeah, tell me. You play, you, you play volleyball in college. Yes. At Davidson in North Carolina, yes. right? Right. Okay. I have a daughter who plays volleyball. For Alabama. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So we have that, even more. In, we have even more in common. And that's a big deal, Bev. They have a really good program. Wow. Well, I mean, there we go. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's <laughs> like meant to be. This is, I know. Yeah. So this is like an interview meant to be. Isn't this fabulous? So this if you so ever good. want to look up. Yeah, if you ever want to look up Alabama volleyball, just look up Malia Moore. Wow. And she's playing right now. The Malia season? Moore. Tap it up. Yeah, M-A-L-I-A Moore. Awesome. Okay, well, I'm going to look volleyball, her up. Beth. Alabama, Alabama volleyball, and you'll see her pictures everywhere. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so many connections. It's so, <laughs> it's so many connections. So I just wanted to share that before we went further on, just because there's not many people that play collegiate volleyball. We, we, you and I know that. You know, oh, no, I know. You don't meet you don't meet many people that pedal, that play that sport collegiate because it is a difficult sport. And um, it is. I mean, I yeah. So, uh, and, I, and trust me, I know all about it because I was into training volleyball. I didn't play volleyball, but I was into the training facilities and so forth. So I'm, I know, I know how, what it takes, and, and that says a lot about you and your discipline. So congratulations for, for everything that you've done so far. You're listening to The Bev Moore Show, and we'll be right back after the break. Jake from State Farm. I really want that personal price plan. So I'll admit it, I'm a bath bomb guy. Dude, you do not need to get that personal. The State Farm personal price plan simply helps you create an affordable price just for you. For real? Who's ready for their jazz bath? No. (laughs) Who is that guy? Jazz bath? Call or click to get a quote today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Truth is bulletproof, there's no fool in you I don't dress the same Me and who you say I was yesterday Have gone our separate ways Left my living fast somewhere in the past Cause that's for chasing cars Turns out open bars lead to broken hearts I'm going way too far Be fun. You say it used to be wild. 
Confidential. But you you open up and explore the challenges and discrimination women face in the male-dominated world of professional sports. This is pretty huge. Do you want to go ahead and tell us some of your experiences? Yes. So... I opened the book with a scene that happened in real life for me. And, and the book is fiction. It's a novel. It's not my story. There's a lot of drama and there's a little bit of romance. None of that happened to me. But I did take, I did draw from parts of my life, and this is one of them. When I started working for the team, uh, the Texans, I was the first female to consistently travel with the team. And they were navigating that. They weren't really quite sure how to handle having a female everywhere at once trips and they didn't think that I should ride the bus with the players and coaches on game days they thought I would distract the players and I was shocked I thought 
well, how could I distract the players when they play next to cheerleaders and they play in these loud stadiums? Um, and it felt to me it just demeaning that I wouldn't be able to ride the bus with the rest of my coworkers. And, and that experience really hit me hard. Um, it ended up in real life, I did not stay on my own bus the entire season. I ended up moving. I, I earned the respect and the trust of the team and, uh, and the team brass, the executives. And they, they said, you know, it's fine. You can ride the bus with everyone else. But in the book, I, I had it play out a little bit differently. And there are women who have struggled with that. Now, you know, there's lots of women who have worked in sports journalism and really worked hard to pave the way for the younger generation. There's still work to be done, but I would say in sports journalism, there has been strides. But working actually within an NFL team is different. I mean, NFL teams are largely run by men, and the men are the executives and the coaches, and there are not as many women in those top-level positions, especially young women. And that, that, that was very new for this team. And, um, you know, I got to know other women in the NFL, and I got to hear from their experiences. And I will tell you, a lot of teams had – really toxic cultures. I mean, it came out uh, in the news about what happened in Washington, D.C. with what was then the Redskins. They're now the commanders. But their um, mm -hmm. owner, Dan Snyder, I mean, it was just, he was propositioning cheerleaders. Um, there was a note writing yeah. scandal where, you know, employees were getting these harassment, you know, these notes that were about their bodies. Anyway, all that was going on. And so I, I also drew from stories like that. And that was pretty recent. I mean, that's within the last three years, those, all those mm -hmm. things were happening. And so, mm -hmm. I, you know, when I originally started working on my novel, it was, I started it 10 years ago. And then I put it down. And then I picked it up in 2020 when everything happened um, in D.C. And I, I really, I actually started with a blank page and a new lens. I, I really had the why factor for my book. I thought, this is still happening. And there's, it's still hard for women within NFL organizations, and especially young women. And I, I really want to write about it. And I also I wanted to write a book that had a message but was also entertaining and is one that females felt empowered by. It wasn't like it was um, where I, I wanted to be the book to ultimately be a, uplifting for women and say, listen, we have each other's backs. We can help each other out. We can make things better together, and there and things are getting better. And so um, that that's really where I wanted to go with the book because I do believe all these things, and I, I do also believe that women are really helping each other uh, in culture of sports, and you're seeing it now. Um, and you, I mean, I, look over the summer. I felt like it was a celebration of women with the Taylor Swift tour, with Barbie movie. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I just feel like there's this happy vibe around celebrating other women. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. I mean, we need that, you know? So, it's just empowerment. Exactly. And for you me, know, I think what's so important is like having a mentor, you know? And that's something I write about in the book as well, is that the, the young heroine has this incredible mentor that really helps guide her. And, and in real life, I think that's one of the most important things when you get going in your career is finding that strong, smart woman, who kind woman who can help you um, and, and guide and lead you. You can learn from her. And so I really uh -huh. wanted to make sure I had that in the novel as well. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. What's my low E? I'm underperforming at work. 
With Milo E, my game is lame. With Milo E, I just can't cut the mustard. Low E, also known as low energy, affects millions worldwide. Thankfully, there's Planet Fitness. It's the most effective non-pharmaceutical way to turn your low energy into big fitness energy. Now I have energy to grind. I can make delicious sandwiches. Now I'm low E free. Join for $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment, cancel anytime. Yeah, I'll be sipping on you, like that 42, till the sun go down, pour another round. Yeah, I'll be sipping on You know, I didn't know about the about the book, you know, until I got your request to be on the show. And then I started looking into it. And so it's definitely, you know, it's moved up on my list. And I'm definitely going to read it. I've looked into bits and parts of it, you know, to get a gist of what it's about. And it's very fascinating. I I think you're really going to enjoy it, Beth. I am. I really am. And I'm going to spread the word. 
you know, I'm going to spread the word throughout all my followers. And, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of you for standing up for what's right. Thank you. If, you know, I, it's just I think it's important. It is. And, you know, it takes a lot of courage because so many people, when you stand up for what's right, even though you know you're not going to have, you're going to have some unhappy people, you know, it's just going to be that way. But you still have the courage to stand up for what's right no matter what, and you hold your head high, but you stand up for empowerment, women empowerment, or or just just for you, just for yourself, your own empowerment, you know? It just, there's something just, I don't know, gratifying about that, that you'll mm-hmm. never, nobody can ever take that away from you, the beauty of it, no matter what. No matter who likes it, no matter who doesn't like it, um, it's something that you take away that you will live with the rest of your life. And it will always help you grow as a, as a person. That's exactly how I felt. And there were times when I thought, what am I getting myself into? I, I, should I yeah. really do this? But I just, I felt this conviction that this the voice in this book mattered, and, and my voice mattered, and I needed to keep going and do it. And I will say one of the best parts of getting this book out into the world has been meeting some incredibly empowerful, um, empowering women like you. You know, it's been so yeah. wonderful doing a media tour, and I've gotten to meet so many wonderful you know, different an- television anchors or writers, radio hosts, um, and, and you were telling me before we um, started our our conversation about how your platform is growing. And it's just, I, yes. I, I feel such joy then getting to meet these women. And, and it's, I think it just feeds off each other. We feed off each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, you know instantly when you meet those people that are in your world, you know, that understand. They know how you feel. It's just, we're just all on the same playing level. And when we get there, we know each other. We don't have to say it. We just know. And it's just awesome to have that connection. And, yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Welcome. I'm so glad. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. And glad that you are doing everything for the right reason. Thank you. Well, and it's been fun, too, because everyone has been interested in Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and wanting to know more. You know, I have all, a lot of women who now are, <laughs> who thought, well, I thought your book was just going to be about football. And I said, no, 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 it's a woman's story. There's football in it, but it's also about, there's a, some romance, there's a little bit of country music in there, there's also, you right. know, it's, it's entertaining. And I said, exactly. and it, I said, you know, if you like to follow Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, you're going to love my book. <laughs> and so, um, you know, that's been kind of fun, weaving that in. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's all in the marketing, you know. you got to leave that up to the marketing. <laughs> that's how you're going to push that uh, to get right. that out there. Right, right. Yeah. And you know how to do all that. I mean, you've been in it long enough to know. And, um, but, yeah, I'm just, I'm just very excited for you all the way around. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break.
See the bold new expression of sporty style. Hear the amazing quietness of a truly luxurious cabin. Feel the exceptional horsepower and amazing torque and experience greater acceleration than ever before. Behold, the most powerful sedan in its class. The new Toyota Camry. Real power, absolute performance. Discover the new Camry at toyota.com.my.
Do I remind you of your daddy in my 88 Ford? Labrador hanging out the passenger door. And welcome back. What would you say to journalists, young women that are like, they're oblivious. They don't know what's going on out there today. What would you say to someone just coming into uh, journalism, sports journalism? First, you have to have very thick skin. And, I mean, that's probably across the board in all entertainment positions, but obviously you're going to be working in industry in sports journalism with a lot of men. And, um, you know, everything is on social media. You'll get critiqued by people. There's a lot of people, I mean, I remember just comments about someone said, oh, she's not attractive or she's so ugly she looks like Steven Tyler or something like that. And I was in the middle of a windstorm, you know, outdoors reporting at a game. But you have to have that thick skin. Um, I would also recommend getting a mentor to help guide you and someone that can just be there um, as a sounding board, someone who you can talk to about your career path, Someone who's been there and knows the business. I think that's really, really important. And then the third thing is believe in yourself. You have to believe that you what you're doing matters and that your word matters. And um, and I think part of that is is also believing in your writing because I tell all young journalists some of them just want to be on TV, and I say it's so important to have good writing skills. That's where it all starts because you a lot of times you're writing your questions beforehand or you're thinking out how you would open something, but you're, you're kind of writing it in your head. And so having mm-hmm. those writing skills are really important. And that's something that I really worked on in journalism school, but I felt like carried me as a, as a broadcast journalist because I, I really was able then to choose the, my words carefully and know how to deliver the right message uh, because I had that writing background. Okay, so coming from someone with the MBA, okay, I want you to tell the audience what is the right path to go to or, you know, to take on writing because you know there's many ways you can go. So what do you recommend for journalism? So are you talking about writing a book or writing uh, stories, articles, pieces for publications? Yeah, pieces. Like if, they, like if they're going into a career for journalism, okay? Okay. Because... There's many avenues you can take when you're when you're in college, when you're or when you're just taking courses and you're getting ready for a profession. But, but you coming from this background, what would you first recommend? Well, you know now there's so many different types of writing, and writing has changed. It's a little more informal because you have blogs, you have a lot of just different online outlets from Huffington Post. Um, to then a formal newspaper like the LA Times, the Charlotte Observer, you know, things, something like that. And so I would say pick what type of writing suits you best. Are you looking to be investigative? Are you looking sports? Or do you want something that's more of an informal type style? And start writing clips and start writing pieces and trying to get them out there. It's mm-hmm. reps. It's getting those reps and getting your name out there to write. And, and formal training in journalism school is obviously very helpful, but it's not necessary. I mean, you can, you know, have another uh, type of degree um, 
You can not even have finished college and start writing and being a journalist and observing the world around us. And so I, you know, I think it's so important to put a pen to paper or start typing and get those clips out there and, and see what suits you. I, you know, I've written for various publications and I, I often have written about the struggle of balancing a career with motherhood. Um, I've written some about you know, family, different sort of for family publications, Mother Mag is one of them, Mother Magazine. And I, um, I found that niche for myself and those pieces are more like op-eds that I've written recently. Um, but I, I would suggest, you know, if someone has a niche that's, let's say it's some sort of tech niche and they, they are really good at that looking, you know, and they want to find that um, wired or different publications that then would work for that niche, I would get clips out to them. And you never know where it leads. I mean, one clip, they pick it up for something and then, oh, Fortune Magazine then wants you for something. You know, it just, it, it, you have to just get that first piece published. Gotcha. Okay. What are there any other tricks? Any other um, I don't know secrets to you know getting in the back door? I mean, journalism's tough. It's really tough. It is. It's tough. Uh, it yeah, and you know it's changing so much because obviously in the beginning there was it was so segmented. There was print. There was TV and there was radio. And then the Internet came along and kind of jumbled everything together. And now mm-hmm. people are very multimedia. And um, I will say having your, your one specialty, you know, is really helpful to getting. And then you can broaden yourself maybe, but getting in with being really good at one thing. And like, oh, that, that person really knows the outdoors and they have something about or something about the environment or you know whatever their their specialty is and marketing yourself there because um you know i i think people are always looking for experts on certain subjects yeah that's what we do now i mean you basically just channel in on what you're best at you know like i interview celebrities and public figures and so forth so people look to me for that, you know, and that's, right. that's what, you know, so different things, people, people go to my show for that. And so, for instance, with you, you were, when you were in journalism, they knew what to look for when they pulled you up. They were looking to listen to certain journalism. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. The season's open for possibilities. And this spring, the outdoors are in. It's time to see the outside not for what it is, but for all it can be. To go somewhere new, you don't have to log miles. Just open your mind. The place you want to go might be just outside your door. Lowe's. Home to any budget. Home to any possibility.
welcome back. I started with football, and then I covered mm-hmm. more sports, but football was always more of my specialty. That's what I covered the most, and that's what, mm-hmm. you know, that's the world I knew best. Wow. Well, I love and, football. And I did, too. I did, too. And, you know, well, especially <laughs> if your daughter goes to Alabama, wow. Yeah, but I love I love football. I mean, since I was little, I have loved football. I've it's just been my favorite sport forever. I just love it. There's there's something yeah. about the games, and yeah, you know, this is something a note that I wrote at the end of the book. But what I also love about sports is how it brings people together of all walks of life. And you look at a football stadium, and you look at all the people cheering in there for their team. And, you know, they're from different backgrounds, different nationalities, different ages, but they're all there cheering for the Crimson Tide, let's say. And, you know, it's just yeah. like you feel, yeah, it's just that camaraderie and that unity. It's and so I love that. amazing, the energy. It's just so amazing. It, it just, it brings you just at a different level that you don't feel every day. Um, That's right. I don't know. It's just, I can't describe it. And until you experience that excitement, you don't know. You yeah. just don't know. No, exactly. Yeah. And so you have been there at that level, and that's, that had a lot to do with you getting to that level in your career because you lived at that level in co- collegiate. So, of course, that was the stepping stone for you. You know, I think there was something about I don't want to say I'm addicted to the adrenaline of the games, but I just love it. It just lived in me, and I loved it as a college athlete, and I really missed it when I wasn't playing volleyball. And so I got to feel that again when I was reporting on the sidelines. And to be Mm -hmm. on the sidelines of the game and be immersed in the game, I I got to feel that adrenaline. And I just, you know, I think that 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 part of me was just, I don't know, it, it just was innate. Like, I needed I needed that. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's in your blood. Yeah. I have two children. I work through both, you know, my pregnancies. I was eight months pregnant on the sidelines of a game. Um, and I, you know, it was after my second child was a year old, I just I decided to take a break. I was just pretty worn out and struggling with balancing the schedule. And that <laughs> was, it was hard. <laughs> and I am... Um, I really then took some time off and then, you know, the pandemic hit and that's when I really refocused on my book. And, um, I, it, like I said, I, I filed away bits and pieces and stories and I'd written some of it out and I had a loose draft, but 2020 is when I sat down and said, I'm going to make this story happen. And I, I got that fire back again. And although it wasn't in a game, the process of publishing this book and especially doing the media and being out in the world with it, I feel that adrenaline again, Beth. I love it. It's so fun to be back. <laughs> it's, oh, congratulations. I, I know you feel 100% better at just getting around your familiar surroundings and everything. It has to be just surreal. It is. It is. And I, I feel like it's all these different worlds that have come together, you know, from my profession and then... Um, you know, I, I, I've matured, too, in my career. And so getting to have, you know, I have a writing background. I got to bring that in. I've gotten to bring in um, my broadcasting history. And then 
Um, and I get to be out meeting all these wonderful people um, in media. And so it, it's been really a blessing. I've been so excited to do this. And um, you mentioned my uncle is Dirk Bentley, the country music yeah. performer. Yeah. yeah. And so that's fun because that's our incredible. worlds have connected. <laughs> I know. Well, you, need to, nice you, need to mention, you need to tell him about me. Share my information. I will definitely so, <laughs> tell him to reach I'm out. having Thanksgiving with him, so I will tell okay. him. I'll make sure he listens. <laughs> yeah, make sure he listens and have him reach out to me. Okay? I will. You've got he my information. He is the nicest. He, I would love will, to meet him. He is, yeah. he is just a genuine person. He was on tour this past summer, and he was busy. I mean, he was going... You know, playing big venues, um, multiple concerts a week. And I sent him the book, and he said, oh, I'll read it once I get off tour. I, I, I finish up in Colorado <laughs> around Labor Day, but there's just, you know, he said, I'm just so busy. But anyways, he ended up picking it up and started reading it one night, and he texted me and said, Brooke, it's so good. I can't put it down. He finished it in two days. And he said, it's, he loved I me. Mean, he loved the book. He was so nice. He, he promoted it on social media, and uh so he said, I, I can't believe um, I, I never read on tour. He said, I'm just usually so exhausted. I just fall asleep. He said, but the book was so good, I couldn't put it down. So that was that was pretty cool. That had to make you feel wonderful. And, you know, it just came out in summer of 23. I know. It came out in August. He read, he read it in the – he got it, and the next week he read out. it. I couldn't believe it. I just, <laughs> I it just came out, and he's already read it in two days. Yeah. I know. That should make you feel like, wow, I'm doing something right. <laughs> it did. I was really touched because I know how busy yeah. it is, and it's, it's hard to read a book and to have it and do it quickly. I, yeah, it was a big <laughs> deal for me. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'm going to order the book, but the thing is that when I start reading a book, I'm the same way. If I really like it, I cannot put it down. And I can read fast. I'm a fast reader. So um, I'm the same way. In one, two days, I'm done reading the book. And if I like it, I'm in. I, I'm the same way, Beth. That's it. Uh, I stay it. up late. I can't stop. Yep. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll read it all night. I mean, I can't stop. It's like, it's like watching a movie. It's like you're watching a movie that lasts a few hours, you know, and it's real intense. You can't stop. Stop that movie and go back a day later. Because what right. happens is you forget all the precious things that you just saw. And it's like you've got to go back and you've got to watch it again. So it's all just as, as, as exciting as it was when you saw it in the beginning. So to me, that's the way it is in reading a book. Yes. And you build up those yeah. emotions, and I gotta, I gotta be in it. I gotta be in those emotions. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like you gotta be in it. It's like you, you get inside that book. It's like watching a movie. It's like boom, I'm here. I'm in this world, and I can't leave. <laughs> so that's how I treat a book. I'm Bev Moore, and we'll be right back after the break. Out for some lays, and you face a test. Which tasty chip will be the best? Sour cream and onion, smoky barbecue. Cheddar, sour cream, salt, and vinegar, too. 
You sample them all Cause the crisp is so good on your lips Yeah You left your wallet at home But now you have a new best friend The many flavors of Lay's chips One taste and you're in love Let me tell you you my little boo thing So I'll give a hoot what you do Say, girl, I know You a little too tame I'll be shooting that shot like 2K Girl, I know Tell him I'm, tell him I'm next Tell him you find a little something too fresh I know Tell him I'm, tell him I'm next Tell him you find a little something too fresh I know Put a little gold in the teeth Then the fit good So I took the doors out the deep Okay, I see a brother holding your seat No beef, but I'm trying to get the noise You at least don't take my talking to your own I can keep it chill like the Sophie Young Blunt I'ma keep it real when your man long gone If you're looking for a friend Then you got the wrong song Baby girl, what's good? What's with ya? If you book tonight, that's fiction I'm outside, no pictures You want me, go figure Up to the back, to the front You a 10, baby girl, but I'm the one Hey, up to the back to the front, you a 10, baby girl, but I'm the one, one. You my little boo thing, so I'll give a hoot what you do. Say, girl, I know you a little too tame. I'll be shooting that shot like 2K, girl, I know. Tell him I'm, tell him I'm next. Tell him you find a little something too fresh, I know. Tell him I'm, tell him I'm next. Tell him you find a little something too fresh, I know. And welcome back. Yes. I have so well, many, you know, I have well, so many books. I have a warehouse full of books. Well, and that's, I've passed that on to my children because they love, uh-huh. I have two sons. They're, they're seven and nine, and they love to read. They love to play sports, just like I, uh-huh. I do, but they yeah. also love to read. And we have books all over the house. And my husband laughed. He's like, this is your influence. They'll get up in the morning and they'll come down for breakfast and they'll open whatever book they have and just get going. And uh-huh. um, I love it. I mean, I just, you know, it's hard because they don't want to go to bed at night when they're in a good book, my, especially my nine-year-old. He's about to turn 10. He's like, oh, I can't, Mom. I just, this is a really good part. And part of me feels like, I know. <laughs> I, I, I feel the same way when I'm reading a good book. Um, but then I'm also, he needs to go to bed. <laughs> so, um yeah, it's, you know, when you're in the emotions of a book, I just, especially, oh, you know, I've, I, I mean, I've stayed up really late reading, like, The Nightingale. Did you read that one by Kristen Hanna? That, oh, that one yeah. I stayed up till, yeah, oh, yeah. 2 a.m. I couldn't, yeah. and my husband woke up and he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I can't put it down. That's something you, <laughs> you got to start that, that, you got to start that book, like, in the morning early. Yeah. Like, on coffee, like, when you're, like, fresh coffee. <laughs> Um, right. No, seriously, that's the kind of book you read on fresh coffee early in the morning, like Break of Dawn. Mm-hmm. You open it up and start reading, and you don't stop, except when you got to go that's to the bathroom right. and eat. You know, you, then you eat <laughs> while you still read, and then you don't stop. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's how it was. I mean, I was up all night. <laughs> Yeah. See, I used to be, I was always a reader, always, always growing up. And then, um, and then I had like my entrepreneurship that was real big, you know, for like a good 20 years, you know, and then 
I'd say in the last past eight years, I've been really big back into my reading. And I've been like crazy with it. And I've had a lot of authors that have been on my show, and that's even made me crazier. Because it's like, <laughs> I have to read all these books. Right. It's like, especially after I interview these people, it's like, I have to read that book. And most of these people send me their books. It's so, and I love it, but that's great. Wait, so you mean, don't I'm get my book? No, I don't see that. Oh, oh no! Oh, we'll figure that out. Puppy. We'll figure that out after. Okay, we'll figure it out after. Yeah. But honestly, I read these books, and I am like every time I have an hour here, hour there, hour whatever, I'm reading, and I'm like carrying around all these books, and like I'll go to meetings and do this, and, and people are saying, "What are you reading now?" <laughs> Their number so one question: you, "What are you reading?" Right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you listen to books on audio? Do you do that a lot, too? Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do I'm a big fan. Stuff. Big yeah. fan. Big fan. This has been so much fun. And I hope the And I, I just want to let you know, being on this show with you, I think, has opened up a lot to people uh, about reading books as well. Not just about what your book's about, which I think has opened up a you know, a great uh, valley here, but I think just people learning how to get back out there and read and learning it about what's important out there because there's so much you can learn from reading. You know, it's so true. You immerse yourself in another world, and I, I mean, do. I will say one of the. Um, best reviews that I got on Amazon, and I don't normally look at my reviews, but my mom pointed it out to me was someone said it was like a binge-worthy, my book was like a binge-worthy Netflix series, and that she started reading it and just couldn't stop because she she was in it. And um, that to me was one of the biggest compliments because I just want people to feel like they can jump in the book and get immersed. Um, and it, it is entertaining. Like I said, there's 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 country music in there. There's there's a little bit of romance. Um, there there is something for everyone, um, but there's also a message. And I think women especially um, will really be able to relate to that message. Absolutely. Well, Britt, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being you know a fabulous guest on the Bevmore Show. I'm I'm just pleased that you um, have been with us today and for all the listeners you've taught us so much well thank you Beth, for having me like i said i feel like we're old friends and we were meant to be connected <laughs> i know i feel so precious i mean i feel blessed just blessed just to have you here today thank you i'm bev moore and we'll be right back after the break okay so like my neighbor's always trying to outdo me i get a tv she gets a bigger one i go to the zoo She goes to Africa. Little does she know, I started shopping at Walmart. I get electronics, food, clothes, and even my fave cosmetics. Who's the smart shopper now? Where are you going today, Brittany? Dad, start the car. Savings and rollbacks happen every day on all your favorite products. Walmart, long live the smart shopper.
Until next time, take care.